0: You're now entering Red Zone with Chairman Rick Scott. Paid for by the NRSC. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. NRSC.org. Hi,
1: everybody. This is Rick Scott, Senator from Florida, the chair of the National Republican Senatorial Committee. Uh, This is our first podcast. It's called NRSC Red Zone because we are in the Red Zone. We've got just a few months to win the elections in November. Uh, This is ours to lose, actually, the way I look at it. If you look at... um, what President Trump had done, we, he had us in a great position on so many issues, and now President Biden has got us in a horrible position on so many issues. What this podcast is gonna do is talk to leaders about you know what's going on and get their view. Uh, the first podcast, we have the, somebody that doesn't need an introduction, the 45th President of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. So, Mr. President, thank you for participating.
0: Well, thank you very much, Rick.
1: So here's, let's, let's go into it. We're gonna talk about um, six issues. Number one, the economy. Just think, when you were president, what, you cut taxes, unbelievably. You've reduced regulations, streamlined the permitting. Uh, you got rid of bad trade deals. You had the economy on a roll. Uh, low unemployment when you left office. And now, one year later, under Biden, we got high inflation. We've got uh, companies can't find workers. We got ships off the coast of California. We've got empty shelves. So it's it's not been – it's just been a horrible year. What would you be doing right now with the issues that are going on?
0: Well, we did. We had the greatest economy in the history probably of the world. I don't think there's ever been anything like it. Then we had COVID, and then we built it up again from that point and uh, handed over a very strong thing. You know, bad things are happening for our country, and what I would be doing is uh, number one is oil. Uh, we're going uh, – and energy generally. We're going – on this horrible spree of uh, everything is the environment and they have no idea what they're doing. And it's a very sad situation because uh, we had we were energy independent. We had very low gasoline prices, very low heating prices, heating oil prices, et cetera, et cetera. Natural gas was coming out stronger and stronger. It's clean. And we were doing great both uh, in terms of the environment and in terms of the cost. And now you see what's happening with inflation and with all of the other things that are going on with the economy, including jobs numbers. Because if you compare the jobs numbers today with the jobs numbers that we had during this incredible uh, run that we made, it's uh, not even close. So uh, I think a very, very important thing to do right now is energy, uh, getting the energy costs down, because I think it has a big, uh, it's a big factor with respect to inflation.
1: Well, Mr. President, just think about when you were president, you had low unemployment, low unemployment for um, all basically every every minority group out there. I mean, what you what you did. Right. So the second issue, we had the
0: best economy for we had the best economy for African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, everybody, women, men, everybody, every category. We were number one in.
1: Well, let's just go to the second issue you brought up: energy. So you you actually did what you said when you ran. You said you're going to make us as energy independent as we as you could, um, and you did. You worked hard at it. And now let's look at what uh, the Biden administration has done: they shut down the Keystone pipeline, they um, uh, they've just attacked the oil and gas industry, consist you know constantly. And what do we got? We got high gas prices uh, the, and it, which is hurts the poorest families. Uh, so again, what would you be doing right now? If you, if you were back there trying to solve the problem that Biden created?
0: Well, I shut down also the Russian pipeline, which he opened up immediately and you see what that got him because you look at the mess we're in with Russia today, that would have never happened under our administration. Uh, we'd be drilling, we'd be going for oil. We'd be going for everything. Uh, whether it's uh, solar, I'm not a big fan of wind because I see what it does to the landscapes. I see what it does to the birds and the environment, and I'm not a big fan. And you could also make the case that when they make them, those big monster windmills, they make them in all – they're all made in Germany uh, and in China. They're all made – most of them are made in China, actually, but they're made in Germany and China. And uh, if you're a believer in that, uh, there's a lot of stuff being spewed into the air – to make them a lot more than is saved later on. So I'm not a big fan, but uh, we are, uh, we were energy independent. Now we're going to OPEC, we're going to Russia, Saudi Arabia, we're going to the same cast of uh, of characters. And it's a rough situation for this country and you're never going to be successful if you don't, you know, we were, we're very lucky. We have gold under our feet. We have liquid gold right under our feet. Most countries don't have that we were bigger than saudi arabia bigger than russia when i left and uh, we were number one
1: and not think we would have
0: doubled them up
1: and, and not yeah, dependent and i think on them. we would
0: have doubled them up yeah, totally I mean, non-dependent yes right.
1: I mean, yeah, totally yeah you, so next let's but talk you
0: look at new england you look at new england oh they're buying their oil from russia ships coming in from russia they're buying it from and we would have had pipelines we were getting pipelines they made it very difficult in New York. Governor Cuomo made it very difficult to have a pipeline built across the state in a very poor section of New York where they would have created jobs and everything else, unfortunately. That uh, was, it was going to happen. We were going to do it. But uh, now what they're doing is they're reliant on Russia and other countries for oil and New England and, and even the East Coast. But New England has the highest prices we have in the country pretty yeah. sad.
1: Oh, and look at what they've done to the poorest family. They look at heating oil prices now, uh, they're up. So this winter, it's, yeah. it's going to be devastating for the poorest families and people on fixed income. So, uh, and you did right. just the opposite. I mean, you did everything you could to make us energy independent and you were on the path to do that, so.
0: Well, we had the lowest prices we've ever had and we were $1.87 a gallon for, for gasoline. And now we're hitting five, six and $7. Yeah. Pretty incredible.
1: So let's next talk about national security, Biden. Here's here's the difference. You were known as strong. Nobody went to cross you. Biden's weak. Um, he wants to get back into the horrendous Iran deal uh, that you, you stopped. He, he doesn't, horrible deal. yeah, he doesn't support uh, Israel. You were probably the most pro Israel uh, president ever. You did the Abraham Accords. You, uh, you look at what he did with Afghanistan. He, he said, oh, I'm not gonna leave any Americans behind. He did. Uh, still, Americans are are left behind. Just a complete debacle uh, with uh, the Afghanistan withdrawal. Uh, so, what what's he thinking? And, and how did you look at your foreign policy, your foreign policy, or, or national security versus the way Biden's doing it?
0: So, I think that the withdrawal from Afghanistan was so bad on so many fronts. Number one, uh, the way it was done, not the fact I brought it down to two thousand soldiers. I was the one that was. going to get out, but we were gonna get out with strength and with dignity. I think what happened in that day, in that short period of time where we left Americans behind, many Americans to this day, many Americans are left behind. Nobody even knows what happened, but you left, you had 13 uh, killed and many, many wounded of our military and other people, probably 250 people were killed. That wouldn't have taken place. We took our military out first. It was absolutely ridiculous. And then, of course, you had $85 billion, with a B, billion dollars worth of equipment, 70,000 trucks, 700,000 machine guns and rifles. Uh, one of the most incredible, stupid deals that I've ever heard of. We left everything behind, $85 billion worth. I think that's had a huge negative impact on the Biden administration. Uh, the borders are horrible. Uh, so. So many things are horrible. I could just go down. The way he's handled COVID has been horrible. So many things are bad, but this has been this in is one the year thing that really hit people.
1: Yeah, in, in one, one year. year, this is
0: yeah. all. This all took place in one year. I mean, yeah. our country is being destroyed right. in one year. Right, I agree. Thank you, it.
1: So let's talk about another one-year successes. Um, what you did in Latin America and the Hispanic vote. You, you were tough. Uh, you were tough on Maduro. You're tough on the Castro regime. Uh, you're tough on dictators in Latin America. You stood up uh, for liberty and freedom in Latin America. Uh, Biden's doing nothing. We have about 1,200, 1,300 peaceful protesters in Cuba now, uh, and that he, that Biden won't do, say say anything about it. You remember that mm-hmm. rally right before the election? You had, you know, what f- was it, 40 or 50,000 Hispanics came out in Miami. You, you did, you won big with the Hispanic vote. Uh, the, what? I mean, you ch- you changed it. And by the way. It, you're, you, know, you were clearly instrumental, if not responsible, for winning two Hispanic seats in Miami. Um, and right. so you, you did that's an right. unbelievable job. So what was your approach to uh, Latin America, and why was the Hispanic voter and Hispanic so important to your administration?
0: Well, you know, you can see love. I love them, and they love me, and that's what turned out. And we got historic numbers in Texas and Florida. Miami was incredible, but Florida all over. Uh, We did incredibly with Cuban Americans, Cuban people, people that want to go back and say hello to their country, but uh, they've been hurt very badly by the Castro regime. And uh, if you remember, Obama went out and and really gave them the deal of the century, and I ended that. And then you had uh, Venezuela, which is, you know, that's obvious what's going on there. We did great with the Venezuelan people, too. We've been tough. So... Uh, you know, it's just been it's been a great relationship. You know, they're incredible people, energetic. They have tremendous entrepreneurial skill. Mm. If you look at small businesses throughout the country, you have a lot of Hispanics. And they like me and I like them. And, uh, you know, what could be said? But people are writing stories about it. It's a whole different Republican Party now because of it.
1: Yeah, you did. You did unbelievable. Next up that you, you brought up a second ago is border security. I mean, you, you look here first off the, what here's, what's interesting. The, I mean, you're tough. I mean, you, you wanted, you wanted to make sure that we had immigration, but it had to be legal. Uh, you believed in uh, building the wall. You believed in security. And what's first thing is people are surprised that Hispanics agreed with you. They want tough enforcement of immigration laws. They want right. uh, border security. Uh, and as you know, Biden's dismantled your policies. I've been down the border a few times. Uh, the it's 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 I me. Mean, it's just an open border. We had over a hundred thousand people die of drug overdoses, uh, basically since you left office, uh, because Biden doesn't care. And so, what what should Republicans be doing to deal with uh, the border crisis we have right now?
0: And you said it. He seems not to care because at first, when all these people started pouring through, you know, we had record low numbers of people coming in. Uh, We'll take people, but they come in. uh, They have to come in legally. We had record, record numbers of of people that are just pouring in illegally into our country. They're not. When you talk about testing and the masks and all of that, they laugh when they mention the words. And uh, by the way, they didn't. They didn't have to qualify for that. Everybody else in the country did under the Biden administration. No. We we fought like hell to win the right to put up the wall. Amazingly, day one, he stopped building the wall. And they're paying contractors a fortune not to go to work, not to finish the wall. Millions and millions of dollars not to finish it. But that and my relationship with Mexico, really, you know, we they gave us 28,000 soldiers free of charge, no cost to stop them while I was building the wall, to stop people from coming in. So we had the lowest numbers in history, and today you have the highest numbers. We had the lowest amount of drugs coming in in decades, decades, and now you have the most, It's I, I understand this could be nine times greater than it was. Oh. Drugs are pouring through the border right now. People are mentioning it. Drugs right now, fentanyl, drugs right now are pouring through the border. I had it down to a number that nobody had seen in decades.
1: Yeah, the um, big stuff. I think on the fentanyl, the Border Patrol, by the way, the Border Patrol is very appreciative of what you did. Uh, yep. every time I go they to the agree. border, the Border Patrol people are are very appreciative. But I think they've they've confiscated in the last twelve months enough fentanyl to kill two and a half billion people. I think it's something like two and yeah, a half billion that's people. Right. And I mean so right. if you if you like here's what much I don't of get. it comes from China. Yeah, you you cared and it looks like Biden doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about like this stuff. Yep. So let's talk, talk about something. Like it like
0: not, it's not even believable, Rick, but it actually looks like he doesn't care about the drugs that are coming in and they're killing people by the thousands, by the tens of thousands. So we had the 000. lowest number in decades and he's now got, yeah, he's now got the highest number that anybody's ever seen. It's crazy. Not only people, not only, you know, if terrorists are coming in. That whole Afghan, you know, with the planes coming in. Three percent of those people they knew where they were. Three oh, yeah. percent of those people qualified. You're going to be hearing about the people that didn't qualify. Ninety-seven percent of the people that came out, we didn't know who they were.
1: Right. That's they what they did. They weren't vetted. You know, they
0: weren't checked.
1: You no. Know, here's what they told told us. That they they didn't they didn't vet these people. They don't have. They don't know who they are. They haven't talked to them in person. Very few of them were American citizens, and very few of them had special visas. You would never have let that right. happen. So
0: not. It's not even possible. The whole thing should have never happened. You don't take the military out first. They took the military out, and and it was just total chaos. You can't make this stuff up. Thing. What they've done. Nope. All right. Nope. Let's talk about that. Not even uh, believable.
1: Let's talk about the last issue. I know you've got. You're short on time. Crime. You're probably. You know, if not, you know, the biggest supporter of law enforcement in the president, uh, but one of the biggest ever. Uh, and now what do we have? We have Democrat mayors, governors, uh, you know, you know, backing with Biden, this whole defund the police movement. we got we've got crime way up uh, in these Democrat cities and states. And so what would you what would you say to. What would you say to Biden and these about this defund the police and, and they're being disre- so disrespectful to people that, that, you know, make sure we're safe each and every night.
0: Well, in New York, we just lost a number of great policemen shot, killed and throughout the country. And these are murderers. These are horrible murderers and nothing happens. They go after Republicans. They don't go after anybody else. If you're a murderer, you, you murder somebody, you kill somebody, They let you out, no cash bail, and all of these things, and it's just killing our country. All Democrat-run cities. We don't have Republican cities like this. All Democrat-run cities. And when I was president, I said, well, the Democrats have to fix that problem. And I would have gone in, but I wanted a period of time to go because otherwise you would have been badly criticized for doing something. They would have said, oh, that's so terrible. The fact is they can't fix the problem. They don't know how to fix the problem. And the only way you're going to fix it is the opposite of what they're doing. Not defund the police, it's defend the police because the police, they have no defense. They want to take away their pensions. If they look at somebody the wrong way, they want to take away their pensions, destroy their families and destroy their lives. We have to do the exact opposite. The police can do their job so well, so perfectly. They had for years and now this philosophy of defund the police and you know Rick it's not it's not going away i thought it was going away it's not i heard just uh, the other day three cities are really into it defunding the police it's not even believable it's 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 hard you know some things are a little hard to understand and talk about cuz they're so ridiculous but this whole thing of defunding our police uh, is so ridiculous that you know, how do you even debate it? How do you even right. talk about it? And the American people are on our side. It has to be 90 percent. The American people are on our side. These are just politicians that have gone crazy.
1: Right. I mean, it it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, all of us want somebody to no. show up if somebody wants, is going to do something – you know, harm to us or our family. So it, it makes right. no sense what they're doing, but I want to thank you because you cared about the second amendment. You cared about law enforcement, sheriffs, police chiefs. I talked to all across the country, are very appreciate what you did and are very disappointed what the Democrats are doing and what, what Biden is doing that they don't stand up for him. So, well, thank you for doing this. I know you're busy. Thanks for doing this. I want well, to thank, thank everybody. you Rick. I want to thank you for particip- For participating. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, anybody listening, you, uh, please subscribe. This is our first uh, podcast. It's going to help us take back the Senate. It's uh, NRSC Red Zone. If you want to help us, it's text WIN 55404 to help us. This is Rick Scott and the 45th president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump, signing off. Thank you, Mr. President.
0: Thank you very much, Rick. Great uh, job. Uh,
1: bye-bye.